Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Uh, let me address this real quick because I've got a couple of questions. Uh, one from Rusty by way of our Asher Record Service Company live and feedback. Said, I wish Quincy McAdoo the best in his recovery this year, but he would have been a force to reckon with. Totally agree there. And then from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line, any updates on Quincy McAdoo? That from Josh and Dumas. He will report August 23rd. Needless to say, doubt he plays this year. I think it's extremely unlikely. Uh, Coach Pittman has said, main thing is his health. Main thing is living a normal life. If he happens to play football in the future, that's fantastic. But his health is the number one concern right now. So for those of you that may be holding out hope, I did for a little bit that he might could come back this year. I think it's highly unlikely that he will be um, coming back for Arkansas this year. All right, Kevin, explain to me. I, I'm, I'm really – I love looking at box scores and trying to figure out really what went on, but I still haven't figured out the box score where the Arkansas women played the Croatia All-Stars. They led 43-1 to after the first quarter, and they went 124-12 to or something like that. Have you ever seen a box score? Have you ever seen anything like that before? No, I mean, well, I mean, there's been some really bad lopsided scores. This isn't the first one, but they're they're just so rare. Um, and you you know you expect more than that from you know from competition, especially when you consider internationally how much in basketball these countries and their their and a lot of their teams and players have caught up uh, with America with, with basketball in the United States. Um, but these things happen from time to time. But you know, uh, uh, you know, when you see a final score, you expect like that. You expect the box score to be, you know, basically packed with Arkansas stats and not very many good ones for the opposition. I mean, 112 point win. It kind of says everything. <laughs> Is the is the real value in these trips just the ability to have a funded excuse to send your team overseas is that is that what it's turned into because really you don't you don't see a lot Bonded. of close scores i mean yes i mean i think there is value to it but i mean in terms of competitive value i don't see much into that anymore is there kevin sometimes you'll see some upsets or teams that lose last year the razorback men had their foreign tour two games in spain followed by two in italy this time uh, about a year ago, and, and Arkansas went undefeated. They blew just about everybody out. They did play their best game against a team of, of pros uh, in their final game, and you know, uh, but everything was pretty much a blowout. I think maybe a couple of those games were competitive for a while. Seems like their third game, second or third game, they were trailing for a while. Sometimes you, you get some competitive 
advantages from it, but mostly it is about the bonding, uh, getting an opportunity to, you know, get away and, um, you know, build team chemistry uh, regardless of the level of competition. Arkansas last season, the men had so many newcomers, including six freshmen. I thought it was a good idea, a perfect timing for that group. Uh, and that was before the injury bug really set in. Um, and, um, you know, for the Arkansas women, this is a very good team. It looks like a very good team to me uh, once it gets into its season. Uh, but you never expect the competition to be that lowly and uh, to, to suffer a loss like that. But, it, I mean, it does happen from time to time. I don't think there's a lot of value you gain other than just uh, as a team from the competitive standpoint, other than just players maybe not only the off-court bonding, building that, that camaraderie and chemistry, but there's also some on-court stuff you can take away from it. Um, not a whole lot probably, though. The one jump, I, I don't know if this trip will accomplish that or not. I want to see Jersey Wolfenbarger get her feet really uh, on the ground, so to speak, but make that presence felt that we thought coming out of high school. I mean, this was a McDonald's All-American. This was anything and everything you could think of in regards to a prospect uh, from the high school ranks, but just whatever happened, it didn't It didn't click last year, and uh, hopefully it will click this year because she's an outstanding young lady and, and a, a great talent, so... Hopefully this will be the spring. A lot of what happened, a lot of what happened there, was just her massive growth in less than a year's time. I mean, she shot up from a five-nine freshman. Um, you know, she's arguably one of the top, in my opinion. I mean, well, the rankings said she was a top ten player nationally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, through her junior season, I think one of the biggest problems was how fast she grew to six-five. She got bigger. And her whole game as a guard was the quick handles, quick release on her shot, being able to get by people, and all of that changed. And so she's really had to learn. And now all of a sudden she's thrust into a position where she's playing a lot with her back to the basket, being the screener and pick and roll, two-player game. Um, And I think from what I heard, I talked to her high school coach just last week from Fort Smith Northside, Coach Smith, and he told me he was recently out at one of the full practices that they were getting ready for this European tour. And he felt like Jersey was starting to embrace the notion that she was going to have to really buy into playing a, a front court position. And he thinks maybe that's going to help her along. But th- this was one of the most unusual growth spurts I've ever seen. And it literally changed her physically to a point where what were strengths of her game that brought her to being a five star were no longer strengths of her game. And she's still a very talented player, uh, but it was a lot of adjustment for Jer- Jersey Wolfenbarger. And another great story is Sasha Goforth coming back. Uh, that's a great story after missing the majority of last season. So a lot of a lot of great positives story. working uh, in regard for Mike Neighbors and the women's team. Um, what are you hearing at this stage, Kevin? I, I feel like we've we've kind of um, uh, hit that lull. What are you hearing on the recruiting front in regards? To Arkansas, I know they've hosted several unofficial visits uh, lately, and uh, I don't know if they've got any more officials that are planned on down the road. But what are you hearing on the recruiting trail? Yeah, you know, we talked a lot about Kayon Boateng, the five-star out of the Little mm-hmm. Rock area, Little Rock Central. 
how well his his official visit went at the end of July. Uh, so that was just over a week ago, about ten days ago. And you know he he's probably going to take some more official visits. It's a dead period in recruiting right now, August sixth to the twentieth. Uh, we'll see if he takes a late August visit as planned to Missouri. Uh, and uh, you know I think with Indiana, Georgia Tech also on his list of eight finalists. Those schools might get visits. We'll see. You've also got Ohio State, LSU, Virginia Tech, uh, and Auburn on his final eight. So I'm not sure all those schools are going to get visits. Um, and we'll see if, he, if, if at least half the list does. But that was a visit that went great. You mentioned other players that came in. It was a total of seven when you count Boateng in a, in a five-day span, a six-day span. He had his in late July. Then last week as they were wrapping up the June and, and July, limited practices. They actually finished up on Tuesday and Wednesday, August 1st and 2nd. They had a total of six unofficial visitors, including hog offers uh, from the 25 and 26 classes. Isaiah Seeley, 6'6", combo guard out of Springdale from the class of 25, a top 54 star. Um, Top 25, according to ESPN, is 2026. Ja'Shawn J.J. Andrews, a 6'5", wing, and Little Rock Christian Academy. Both of those young men we're on campus Tuesday to attend practice. Uh, and also, six seven forward Jordan Harris from Maumelle. Here's a player with that's already starting to pick up some Division One offers. Uh, also plays with the team ISO Joe Grassroots here in Central Arkansas, but he was on campus. And then on 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 Wednesday, the final day of limited practice, August second, you had Jordan Lowry, a six two guard, uh, Winston Salem Christian. A Texas guard who's now moving out to North Carolina for his uh, for the upcoming season, class of 2025-62, attended Arkansas practice last Wednesday. Uh, but Arkansas does have an official visitors, uh, an official visit set up with Rakeese Passmore. Now the Hogs just offered him an early, you know, in July, a scholarship. He's a six-five wing at Combine Academy in North Carolina, um, and he is planning to take three visits. In September, I think Mississippi State, Miami, and LSU. But I was able to confirm that he does have a visit set up to Arkansas on Friday, October 6th. That's a weekend, by the way, where the football team's on the road against Ole Miss. But he's but Passmore is set to come in. So we'll see what happens with Boateng and if an announcement's made at that time. It's not. Um, but, but Passmore is a similar type player, similar size, similar position. I don't, uh, you know, he's not rated as highly as, as Boateng, but he does have an official visit set up. Arkansas also recently made the top list of a couple of high school players from the 2024 class. Jake Mistoff, a 6'4 guard, and a 6'3 guard out of Texas, um, Jared Harris. So Arkansas's made a couple of final lists of a couple of players that as of yet do not have visits, but have been publicly announced or set up to come to Arkansas. All right, back in a moment. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. The man, better known as Chris Walker and Fence Brokers. Great, great. You know, did you realize Chris Walker was one of the best softball players that played in the state of Arkansas. Did not know that. Yes, he was one of the great players. Yeah. And, Guys, uh, not, yes, go ahead. Not only, did I, not only did I hear that he was in the Softball Hall of Fame, 
but someone told me, Chris didn't tell me this, but someone told me that he had a bat. He's got a bat named after him or made it after his name or something. I'm not, I don't, you know, I haven't researched it to track it down, but there's a bat with his name, you know, that, he, that there's a bat that's, I guess he's that good. He did he make it, did he he make it out of a fence pole? <laughs> he didn't make it. I don't know what he did. I'll buzz my own self. Natural. I'll buzz my own self on that one. All right, right before we had to take the break, did you did you get uh, all the information? I know you talked about some official visits, uh, one in particular when Arkansas is going to be out of town. Uh, did you get all that capsule summarized? Yeah, I think we wrapped it up just okay. with perfect timing there. And that visitor coming in, official visitors, class of 2024, were Keith Passmore, top 54-star nationally. Um, and that's October 6th. Like you said, the football team will be out of town that weekend. I think the Saturday game, October 7th, at Ole Miss. That is correct. Um, but, but um, yeah, so that's that's the, the the known official visitor right now. I mentioned a couple of names that had Arkansas from that class 2024 in their top or final schools list. Uh, Jaden Mistoff and and uh, Jared Harris, a couple of 6'3", six, 6'4", six, guards. Harris from Texas. Newstyle from North Carolina, but I believe you know there's something working in the works to maybe get one or both of those young men set up for visits, but but nothing publicly ready to put out yet or confirmed or solidified. I'll put it that way. So we'll see how it plays out. And then we talked about Boateng just kind of recapping his visit and the idea that he's probably going to take more, at least half of his final eight schools and, and we'll see how that plays out and a reminder one more time that we're currently in a recruiting dead period august 6th to the 20th so nobody's taking any visits anytime between now and the 20th let's uh talk with shane shane good afternoon you got a question or comment for kevin yes i do uh i just want to see i just got one question um is all the our full roster, or they, have they all reported to uh, to basketball camp yet, or what's the deal? Thank you, Shane. Okay, I heard the roster, but I didn't hear the last part of what he was Well, saying. is everybody on campus uh, of the 13-man, 14, if you want to count? Um, you, yes, I'm everybody. Dead. Well, they're on a break right now, so technically speaking, as we talk about it, there's probably guys that are back home or doing something else for a couple of days, you know, for a few days while they're on a break. I know Musselman's down on 30A having some vacation time. He's in Rose, at Rosemary Beach. Randy, you're familiar with that stretch down there between Destin and Panama City, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So so the players are out right now, but to, the, the, I think the spirit of the question is, is everybody here part of the team? Yes, there's 14 players. Uh, 16, when you count the two traditional walk-ons, you've got the, the non-scholarship redshirt and Keon Minifield Jr., who was a freshman All-Pac-12 at Washington last season. Uh, so he'll, he's, he's not on scholarship and he'll redshirt this upcoming season. season. And then your 13 scholarship players, uh, when Arkansas returns for this break, I believe all but one of those are expected to be full participants in practice. The lone exception is Trevor Brazil who's been targeted forever since he's been rehabbing off that knee surgery from last year when he went out early in the year, early December, and didn't return and had surgery. 
you know, he's he's been ahead of schedule, but they've always said we're not going to jump his return schedule for full participation up from where it has always been, which is September. So uh, Chandler Lawson was a player that, that committed to Arkansas back in June. He did not make it uh, to campus for any of the July, June or July limited practices as he was finishing up work at Memphis. Uh, so my understanding is he has now graduated, but I've been told for a while that he will be with the team and practicing once they return from this current break. We just talked about Brazil. Makai Mitchell is a player, the senior 6'10 uh, forward center that started every game but one last year for the Hawks. He's expected to make his full return in, uh, here in August. And, you know, I don't ever speak on specifics with injuries or academics unless the university has or parents or players in some combination have authorized it. But what we do know is Makai Mitchell sat out, again, all of June, all of July, did not practice. And there was a team photo early on, back when the, most of the team moved on to campus late in, in late May around uh, Memorial Day weekend, team photo at Mossman's house poolside where Makai Mitchell was in, in the photograph wearing a walking boot. Um, so, you know, take, take that, you know, connect the dots how you will there. Um, and then Khalif Battle, the 6'5 transfer from Temple, uh, also missed a portion of practices in the last week or two. Uh, as Arkansas wrapped up limited practice, he's expected to be a full returnee participant here when the team gets back this month. When they return, what will be the uh, the schedule? I guess you can say what. Uh, I mean, in football, we say they start off in shorts and a helmet, and then they work their way up to pads and so forth and so on. What will be the routine? Uh, once the players are expected to report back, what what will be the routine? Well, it's just more practice time. You know, they we're limited to four hours per week through June and July, and you get a total of eight weeks of that. Um, so they chop it up the way you know the best they can, and that starts to ramp up. And at some point soon, they'll be at twelve hours per week of on court instruction. And you know, in October, Randy, it's not that far away. Uh, they'll have the, the red-white intra-squad scrimmage. They'll have exhibition games. One of those is yet to be announced. The other one we know will be a game at Bud Walton Arena against Purdue. That's a big deal. So those things will all take place in October. The first regular season game uh, is November 6th. I believe, if I'm, I, I think that's Elkhorn State. I know that they, they play on November 6th. The first. That's opening day for all of college basketball. Not all teams will open on that date, but Arkansas will. Um, and then in November, we know Arkansas's got a heavy, heavy non-conference, uh, you know, some heavyweight matchups, not only the battle for Atlantis and the Bahamas, uh, where they'll get Stanford in the first game, then they'll play either Memphis or, or, or Michigan in the second game. Um, and then they'll have a third game in the other side of the bracket. It's North Carolina, Villanova, Texas Tech, and Northern Iowa. But they also, right after they get back from the Bahamas, will be at home and they'll host um, Duke. So between the exhibition game against Purdue, the three games in the Bahamas, and then the Duke game at home, we'll have a pretty good idea against some really good competition of what this fifth version of Eric Mussman's Razorback program looks like uh, before the page even turns to December for that part of non-conference play, let alone getting into another tough SEC slate of 18 games. I think Eric Musselman's fun to be with at the beach 
Do you think? Do, do you think he's a guy that will sit around and hang out, or he's got to be always moving and 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 doing something? I see him as being the latter. Just a moving target. Yeah. T- well, like yeah. he couldn't sit in a chair in the water for more than right. I would say thirty seconds. He's like, all right, what are we doing? Where are we going? <laughs> There's got to be something to do. Can I go yeah. fishing? I'm going to go yeah. catch that shark with yeah. my bare hands. I'll be right yeah. back. Yeah. I can't imagine well, him being able to sit on a beach and relax, but that's just I'll because. I can. You think I'll so? Yes, because people that are high energy like that, sometimes they, that's where they can crash, and nobody sees them. I was about I'll to say, I'd love to, I'd love to see. I need evidence yeah. of that, Rick, because I just. <laughs> you you I see him. sending selfies <laughs> back or not. I hope not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know him. He'll be on social I, media somewhere. I cannot see him sitting through an entire Major League Baseball game. That's And he loves baseball. And he loves baseball. Yeah. Can't see him. He it. may walk around the stadium while he's watching it. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. Constant movement. All right, Kevin. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Thanks again to Chris Walker and Fence Brokers.